No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Scope. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us at the usual time of 6 p.m. Like we always are. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Wednesday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Thank you for joining us. As always, tonight's recommended drink, cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack, bland brand no-name crackers. This is the official Wine and Crackers broadcast right here at 6pm, the same time that we're always live, every single week, and always have been, right here at 6pm, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, please head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player, and of course... You can follow us on Twitter, at Boogie Bumper. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, so much to get through. So little time. Thank you for joining us. Ah. I don't know about you, but I feel good. I feel really good about everything. I feel really good about the way everything is going. And that's what we try to... You know, this this is the this is the spirit we try to embody here on this show. Because as you know, valued members of Team YouTube, ladies and gentlemen... I was speaking with Susan last night, or as I like to call her Suze, I call her Suze. And we were talking about various things, like just the progress and the positivity that's happening around us, and it's wonderful. And of course, here on Team YouTube, we don't do anything to like shape progress. It just kind of happens naturally. You know what I mean? You know, it's like, like when people talk about things like, I don't know, let's, let's pull a random example out of the air. Uh, immigration, for example, mass immigration. When people talk about these kinds of topics, demographics, for example, and they say things like, you know, the country is changing. And I always think to myself, yes, it's changing. but And, and, and it's all just happened like, you know, by happenstance. It just happened to change. It's a little bit like uh, our friend Ollie Robinson, ladies and gentlemen, who we will touch on in the early part of the program tonight. I've got a good, I've got an Ollie Robinson update. It seems after being forced to apologise on at least three occasions, <laughs> the same apology over and over again, after having a full investigation launched into him, after being told it doesn't matter how well he plays, he won't be playing in the next game, after having former players of you know, bygone eras come out and say, well, I don't think that apology was good enough. I want to hear something from the heart. After the subsequent attacks on social media, as you can imagine, uh, reminder, all of this over tweets that are nine years old when he was 18 at the time. Tweeting them. Nearly a decade old tweets. That really weren't, you know, the worst thing I've read on Twitter. I, I, I can stumble upon a Twitter account that is just, you know, um, like full fucking triple X porn, you know what I mean? But I'm supposed to get upset about somebody who said something like, my new Muslim friend is the bomb. 
in a you know in a dopey kind of trying to be funny 18 year old way oh my god this is fucking disgusting really have you i once got a dm from an account on twitter that was an arab man and he just sent me a dick pic unsolicited dick pic <laughs> like, uh, i was like oh, i really should adjust my dm settings <laughs> i didn't even report the guy <laughs> I thought get out of here you lovable scamp <laughs> so you know we will touch on that these are horrible offensive things that are happening on twitter ladies and gentlemen and ollie robinson but uh so i was talking to suze last night actually you know what before we get into what we're covering here today how Ring about a little bit of housekeeping get your cheese man thank you for the sub whoever that was because my shit isn't flashing up on the screen which is very helpful uh amber oh i just saw it amberlina sub for four months thank you very much amberlina so before we get into the show a little bit of housekeeping if i may um first of all there won't be a show on friday night i'm sorry i missed monday i missed monday because i was having some kind of weird allergic hay fever thing for like four or five days it wasn't a cold it was just hay fever i was sneezing constantly had a runny nose constantly and my eyes for the last four or five days have been really red and sore and kind of tearing up all the time but dry at the same time it's really it's like hay fever but uh, we're in winter here. There, there should be no hay fever. There shouldn't be any pollen fucking flying around. It's cold now, you know what I mean? It's not the time for you, Tree. So, Monday's, Monday night's show would have sounded like, Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Daily Boogie podcast. That would have been, you know not pleasant at all for anybody i don't think so i had to miss monday and i have to miss friday because of uh, a local rivalry here myself and the starting block on twitter at the starting block one word drop the k at the end uh we've been best mates since we were five years old and we've always been pretty competitive so we've been doing uh this kind of you know a friendly it's friendly competition like we're not trying to beat the other person but we've been doing friendly competition of trying to like one up each other when we invite the other one, uh, you know, and their wife, and in his case, his wife and kids, when we invite them over for lunch, right? So last time I had lunch at Greeno's place. And um, so you can, you can hear all about this fucking riveting story, by the way. If you follow at the starting block or dlive.tv forward slash the starting block one word drop the k at the end we do a show once a week on a friday it's like 5 30 a.m your time so nobody watches it <laughs> but you can you know you can listen to the podcast later on during the day so last time i went over to greeno's place for lunch right and um on the show he told me that he wasn't even going to cook anything he was just going to get like uh fish and chips from some fucking fish and chip shop you know, down local. And he said, oh, no, it's a, it's the most amazing calamari you've ever had. And, of course, I was insulted by this. I'm like, no, no, you're supposed to be doing it. You can't just fucking order it in. It might be amazing calamari, my friend, but if you're not making it, then who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? <laughs> so I basically shamed him into making us lunch. So he had to get up at, like, 5 in the morning or some shit. Uh, he made his own pasta and a slow-cooked lamb ragu to go with it. I was like, that's more like it. I took pictures at the time and put them on Twitter and stuff, and I thought, that's very good. That's going to be very tough to beat. But I can tell you 
that this weekend, um, Saturday my time, Friday night your time, it's you know it's home ground boogie home ground advantage. So it's my turn now to make lunch. And if you want to hear, because I'm going to do a pre-game show, and I'll tell him what I'm making, and hopefully, um, you know, we can one up him once more, because that's the way this game of tit for tat works. So that's why I'm not going to be here on Friday. The other thing I wanted to talk to you quickly about before we get into the show, and I know I'm fucking rambling here. I'm already wasting time. Um, I am thinking about maybe potentially like changing the format of this podcast. And I, I'm just thinking about it. I'm mulling it over. I don't know. Should I? Shouldn't I? For a few reasons. So I was thinking instead of doing three two-hour shows a week, maybe I should do, like, five one-hour shows instead. You know what I mean? Um, maybe fewer people will get sick of me if it's only an hour long. <laughs> I don't know. But work-life situations might be changing in the in the not-too-distant future. And maybe, I don't know, maybe people would prefer shorter shows because I can fucking drone on a little bit. I obviously understand that. So White Boy Summer says, bring in a donkey. Where would I put him? Snake. You can't have a donkey in here, in the studio. He'll chew all the cords and shit. What are you, some kind of lunatic? Bring in a donkey. Do I look Mexican to you, motherfucker? No, senora. No donkey. So I'm, I am mulling it over. So if I do, though, if I do do that, um, I'm thinking probably back to 6 p.m., and maybe just do six to seven because I don't want to step on people like Winning TV who goes live at seven PM on uh, every other day. So it would be like six to seven PM. It might not even be Monday to Friday. It might be like Sunday night to Thursday night, six PM. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm thinking about it. And I put a tweet out earlier with a little poll. So if you want to tell me what you think, you know, might be right because I, I am open. I like. I like listener feedback uh, I might not do what you want but at least I'll I'm interested to see what you think you know what I mean so uh, that's a possibility that's a possibility and if it if it if we do if we do do that then obviously I'll probably won't make any announcement and I'll just pretend like we've always done it because that's what we've always done here on the show it's always been 6 p.m exactly sinister Charlie sinister Charlie knows how we roll he knows how we we take care of these things here on this show it's always been an hour show, 6 p.m. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into it tonight. Wednesday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. First of all, I was talking to Suze. Suze says, Boogs, you're doing great work with vaccination awareness and COVID safety. I said, thank you, Suze. Uh, she said, though, can you do a little bit more to promote Pride Month? And I thought, well, that's fair. Maybe we don't do enough here on the show. Maybe we aren't proud enough here on the Daily Boogie program. So how about a little bit of positive news? A little bit of good news. It's Pride Month. Let's look on the bright side of life. San Diego Police Department adopt policy on interactions with transgender and non-binary citizens. San Diego Police Department. You know, it's about time, really, isn't it? That they start treating people with a little respect. Citing a commitment to better meeting the diverse needs of the communities it serves, 
The San Diego Police Department Tuesday released a new set of policies guiding officer interactions with transgender and gender non-binary people. I mean, this is overdue, isn't it? This is fantastically overdue. There's a lot of uh, PR speak in this, which I think you'll appreciate. Please observe tunnel signage to facilitate safe maintenance activities. Historically, many members of our LGBTQ community, particularly those who identify as transgender or non-binary, have not been recognised or respected for who they are. Mayor Todd Gloria said in a statement, quote, that changes with this procedure. Well, speaking of procedures, things are constantly changing. You know, they just change on their own. That changes with this procedure. This is a much needed and welcome change that is symbolic of the respect we should have for one another and how we create a San Diego that is truly for all of us. Isn't this fucking wonderful? Huh? Isn't this nice and positive? Don't you feel good about this? I know I do. A much needed change. You know, we've been sitting around for a long time. We've been thinking about what can we do to address, you know, a problem in the community. I know, let's use more inclusive language. That's going to it's going to fix things. I I personally didn't know that the LGBTQ community and transgender community and non-binary community, I didn't know that there was such a problem for the police. Apparently it is. I mean, you heard the mayor. This is a much needed and welcome change that is symbolic of the respect we should have for one another and how we create a a San Diego that is truly for all of us. Uh, Here's some of the requirements that are going to be asked of the San Diego Police Department. Uh, visual, use visual and verbal cues to become aware of a person's gender identification. Accept it and refer to them by their preferred pronouns. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't that assuming someone's gender? Aren't we being a little bit bigoted here, San Diego? Surely you can do better than I mean, who was advising these Nazis? Listen to it again. Use visual and verbal cues to become aware of a person's gender identification. Use visual cues? Um, um, excuse me? Are you assuming gender, bro? Fuck. And bro is non, you know, gender specific now, obviously. Properly document, here's another one. Properly document a person's gender identity in police reports and share that information on a need-to-know basis. <laughs> Why the secrecy? <laughs> on a need-to-know basis with other department members to ensure continuity of treatment in subsequent interactions. What I like about this is, like, a lot of um, a lot of police departments in recent years in various countries in the West have actually moved away from using any kind of, uh, you know, racial descriptors or anything. Because, they, again, they, I guess they want to be inclusive. You know, criminals come in all colours. Let's. It's time for us. You know, we used to think the earth was flat, but now we know better. So, you know, they avoid saying things like, you know, a black man or, you know, an Asian man or something like that. Instead, you know, preferring something like a man in his early 20s. Which of course narrows it down when the police put their, when the police put out a statement say we're looking for a man in his early twenties. 
who, uh, you know, is wearing a pair of jeans and a hoodie. And they're like, well, we better we better start looking under rocks immediately because we're going to be here for a while. You know what I mean? So we, we it's wrong for us to refer to, like, the race of the alleged perpetrator. That's terrible. But when it comes to their pronouns, I mean, that's something we need to be on top of. <laughs> Everybody, it's a he, okay? It's a she, it's a he, it's a them. I don't want any bigotry here. Uh, another thing that's being changed here by the San Diego Police Department, give people who identify as transgender or non-binary the choice of the gender of the officer who will perform a search on them to say you get to choose. Isn't that lovely? <laughs> I mean, gone are the days of, you know, we'll tell you what to do. Now it's like, no, actually, I demand a female police officer put her finger in my bum, please. And the San Diego Police Department says, yes, you know, would you like some wine with that, sir? Can we bring you a coffee? <laughs> are you comfortable? Maybe we should burn some potpourri and listen to whale songs to make this, you know, a non as, as non-evasive an experience as possible. Because here at the San Diego Police Department, we aim to please. We want to create a loving and caring and warm and conjoined community. Here at the San Diego Police Department. Uh, book, book, this is another one. Book transgender or non-binary people into a jail facility that aligns with their preferred identity. I, I did note that they are kind of shoveling in transgender and non-binary together as though it was the same thing when it's it's obviously not because there's two different words describing the things i mean if it was the same thing wouldn't they just use the same word it's kind of obvious so they are kind of lumping them all in together which makes which leads me to believe that you don't necessarily have to be transgender in order to have all of these rules applied to you. Like, for example, deciding which uh, prison you go into, right? Because if you say you're non-binary or if you can prove you're non-binary or whatever the, you know, whatever the custom is, uh, if you can get past that stage, then it goes into, like, again, this quote, Book transgender and non-binary people into a jail facility that aligns with their preferred identity. They're using the word preferred, okay? So if someone says they're non-binary, then I assume then at that point, you know, it triggers this thing and then they can decide who searches them, what, they re what they're referred to as, and which prison they go to, which is fun. Fun to think of it. Here's another one of these wonderful PR quotes. The new policy, quote, lets our community know the San Diego Police Department understands the needs of our community and the appropriate treatment of all individuals based on their preferred gender identity. LGBTQ liaison officer Christine Garcia said, so the police department have an LGBTQ liaison officer. And if you're going to San Francisco, be sure to say which hole you like to piss in. Fucking San Francisco. I just love how progressive they are. LGBTQ liaison officer Christine Garcia, Garcia said, 
As a member of the transgender and LGBTQ community, I strive to work with the community to ensure our police officers can respect and serve our transgender, gender non-binary and LGBTQ community. She's a big fan of the community. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the liaison officer for the LGBTQ community striving to create a safe and nice community for all communities. Isn't that a wonderful story? Sticking with Pride Month. Speaking of non-binary, non-binary Alaska Airlines employee says uniform policy is discriminatory. (laughs) Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Month, everybody. When I saw this earlier in the week, I just thought, good, (laughs) good, Alexis, good. (laughs) Look at the picture. Oh, fuck. A non-binary Alaska Airlines flight attendant is alleging that the company's uniform policy discriminates against workers, quote, who do not conform to gender stereotypes. This is the new thing it's going to be. I can't wait for this. I really can't wait because, I mean, in the in the name of inclusion, shit is about to get real out there. A lot of these companies are going to start figuring out, holy shit, maybe we shouldn't have done this. This is going to cost us a fortune. So now our uniform is whatever each employee wants. <laughs> because you can't you can't threaten to fire the person who's saying the uniform is discriminatory because they are of a particular community which will lead to you being accused of being discriminatory. So you're fucking painted into a corner now. The only thing you can do is yield to their demands. Acquiesce to their request. That's the only thing you could do. Anything else is going to be bigoted now. Fucking isn't it? Happy Pride Month, everybody. This is what we've been wanting for so long. This is progress. Progress is the ability to destroy anyone at any time. (laughs) Should be happy about this. It's less bigoted. A non-binary Alaska Airlines flight attendant is alleging that the company's uniform policy discriminates against workers, quote, who do not conform to gender stereotypes. According to the American Civil Liberties Union, ladies and gentlemen, everybody's in on this one. Like, I, I I take pride here on this show that we are, you know, from time to time, we're able to identify, uh, you know, outrage cycles just at the beginnings of the outrage cycle. Very happy with our work in that, in that regard. And I'm hopeful. I don't think that this one will become like a huge story, but I kind of hope that it does. Because I would like to see all of these kind of corporations, these huge corporations, Walmart, all of the corporations who are really pushing, you know, Pride Month shit. It's nine in the city, and I'm on my way back home. Coming on my favorite ditty, swinging like Natalie Cole. All of these huge companies and corporations who have been really pushing, you know, yay, Pride Month. Uh, I want to see us get to a point where uh, their uniforms, the, the concept of a uniform itself will now be a bigoted concept. I can't wait for that to happen. I can't. 
because don't you want to walk into a store and not be able to tell who works there? <laughs> Everybody's just dressed in normal clothes. <laughs> hey, why aren't your employees wearing uniforms? Oh, well, because... You know, the uniforms conform to gender stereotypes and that's bigoted now, so we're not allowed to do it. <laughs> I want that to happen. I want that as a press conference. Please. So I'm hopeful that this thing takes off because if it does, uh, all of these companies are going to have to basically destroy their own brands. You know, their face, their face-to-face branding, you know, their customer interaction and shit is all going to have to change. Please let it happen. <laughs> when I'm as, when I'm working as a flight attendant instructor and allowed to wear regular business attire, I am not forced into Alaska Airlines male or female uniform policies, neither of which fit me because I am non-binary. <laughs> yeah. Good leftists. Good. <laughs> Take these fucking companies down a peg or two. Why not? Hey, Lucifer Sam in the chat. It's not bigoted if the men wear booby tassels also. <laughs> I want to see topless men with nipple rings and booby tassels. A la Andrew Cuomo. And I want to, I want to see females dressed in Robocop style suits. Just metal cages over every body part. Actually, I want to see the women wrapped up in burkas. <laughs> And the men wearing fucking, the men wearing sparkly swimming trunks with nipple tassels and glitter on their belly. <laughs> please. You do that, please? Let's have the women dress up as like fucking special forces, you know, green berets with war paint on and everything. And we'll have the guys wearing sparkly underwear and nipple tassels. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Alaska Airlines. I'm hopefully make hopefully we can make the flight as comfortable as possible for you. <laughs> but when I work as a flight attendant, this is a quote. But when I work as a flight attendant, I'm forced into one or two of two standards. Often for up to four days at a time. The fucking horror, ladies and gentlemen. The horror. Four he's ha- he has to wear the uniform four days in a row sometimes. Sorry, they. But when I work as a flight attendant, I'm forced into one of two standards, often for up to four days at a time. I'm willing to follow all of the elements of the uniform policy for professional attire, as I do when I work as an instructor. But I don't want to be forced into a binary uniform that excludes me. He's being excluded. (laughs) That excludes me and leads to me being misgendered at work, the seven-year employee added. The ACLU wrote the letter on behalf of Wetherill, whose gender identity is not strictly male or female and whose gender expression is, quote, fluid and can change over time. So how do you design a uniform for somebody who has a fluid identity? How do you design a uniform for somebody who has, you know, who is at any time could be of a different gender, which that uniform you've just designed no longer applies to? What the fuck are we supposed to do here? <laughs> I love that this is I love that this is a problem for a company. I don't even care which company. Somebody has to go somebody has to be the first one out of the trench on this. 
You know, somebody has to be the one who lays down on the barbed wire and lets everybody else run over them. And it might just fucking have to be Alaska Airlines. (laughs) Stop being bigoted, Alaska Airlines. Design a uniform for somebody whose gender can change at any moment. (laughs) Okay? It's not that hard, bigot. Come on, you can do better than this. We're better than this. It argues that the company's uniform policy violates the Washington Law Against Discrimination and Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. There were barely planes in 1964. <laughs> I've been to the top of Mount Everest. I've sailed the seven seas. I've shared the stage with all the best. A lot of good it did for me. The article continues, the uniform policy has set Uh, has one set of male dress and grooming requirements and another set of female dress and grooming requirements, the letter states. Although the uniform policy allows transgender men and women to adhere to the uniform standards that match their gender identity, so they're already letting... (laughs) Why do you know? (laughs) They're already letting people, you know, pick, you know, so if I walk in there, me being who I am with kind of, you know, the equipment that I have, uh, if I walk in there, if I get a job at Alaska Airlines, I can tell them, no, 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 I want to wear the skirt, please. And there's nothing they can do. They have to let me wear it. It's their policy to let me wear it. So I can wear, you know, the female attire at work. Alaska Airlines is, we support you. Happy Pride Month. You know what I mean? But that's not good enough, you see, because this is from the ACLU, right? This is what they say. Although the uniform policy allows transgender men and women to adhere to the uniform standards that match their gender identity, Alaska Airlines requires all employees to conform to either male or female categories. (laughs) Each uniform is made up of several pieces of clothing that flight attendants can choose from, but flight attendants cannot mix and match male uniform pieces and female uniform pieces. It's all—it's so fucking complicated for these people, isn't it? You know, I know it's a meme and I know it's kind of cheesy and I know it's kind of hacky and obvious. This is what you wanted. Excuse me, corporations, this is what you wanted. To have, you know, to have to have PR fucking wars in the media, to have to defend yourself against somebody who says your uniform policy is discriminatory, even though they can wear a skirt if they want. They can wear it, they can wear pants if they want. You now have to come out and defend yourself against somebody who says your policy is discriminatory because their gender can change at any moment and your uniform can't. <laughs> How do you fucking like that? Fantastic stuff. So, uh, yeah, this is what you wanted. Congratulations, corporations. I'm sure this is going to work out positively. It is Pride Month, ladies and gentlemen. Speaking of being offended by stuff, we do have an Ollie Robinson update for you. I'm going to get to that now. You remember on Friday's show, if you missed it, go back and listen to it. The first half of the show, we spoke about the curious case of Ollie Robinson. The English cricketer who has had mountains of shit, uh, you know, thrown on top of him over the last week or so because of things he tweeted almost 10 years ago, you know, nine years ago when he was an 18-year-old kid. 
And after making his debut for England at the age of 27, his first game of like international test cricket for his country, such a proud moment. Uh, they decided to pull these tweets out of the fucking archive and they said, oh, look, it looks like Ollie Robinson's a little bit of a racist. Oh, dear. And, you know, obviously it became a problem from there. He was investigated. Uh, he was he was kicked out of the team for a, a, a period of time. He was forced to apologise three times in a fucking humiliating ritual for the cameras. I mean, it was full on. And I'm pleased to report, because this is the Good News episode and it's Pride Month, they're not done with Ollie yet. <laughs> They're still going. Do you remember on Friday, if you were here for the Friday episode, do you remember me telling you that now is the time for like all of these auxiliary little industries to kick into gear? Because after the initial, you know, after the initial story broke and Ollie's gets investigated and he loses his job and all of that shit, I said to you, you watch, now the panel shows will start talking about it. The politicians will start talking about it. It will become a political issue, right? Remember that? Well, it took about five days. <laughs> Here is a video entitled, ladies and gentlemen, The UK Government Faces Questions Over Its Handling of Racism in Sport. Because they never miss a fucking opportunity to make it political. Cricket player tweets things nine years ago. Current cucked cricket administration says, oh, sorry, Ollie, you've got to go. We need to investigate. This isn't good enough. How dare he, right? We're better than this. Uh, you know, mainstream media asks politicians, politicians, what are you going to do about this, <laughs> Right. It was always going to happen because this is the modern press. This is modern media right here in a nutshell. And modern politics, which can't, you know, they can't wait to insert themselves into fucking shit like this because everybody is always trying to make everything political all the time. So here we go. The UK government facing... <laughs> can't believe this is a story. Well, I can believe... We predicted this would happen. Like I said, it took about five days for these stories to start kicking into gear. All of these kind of, you know, backgroundy, like I said, auxiliary industries that revolve around sports, media, politics, yada, yada, yada. About five days. Colin Kaepernick's protest against racial injustice seems to be gaining traction. Really? This was the knee that started a movement, a conversation about racism. And this was the backlash. Get that son of a bitch off the field right now. He's... <laughs> Ah, uh, don't you miss him sometimes? I kind of do. Don't you miss him just a little bit, hey? Come on, even if you really hated the guy, don't you kind of miss the anger? Don't you kind of miss the existential dread? I would. If I've had a reason to be angry every day for the last four years and suddenly somebody takes that, you know, that reason away, there's going to be a little bit of a hole in my life gonna miss it you you probably miss the pain if you liked him obviously you miss him because i mean he said shit like this <laughs> was the backlash get that son of a bitch off, off the field, field right now son of a Out. bitch he's fired <laughs> he's fired four years on 11 england players took a knee on sunday in support of racial justice so that was four fucking years ago Four years ago. They're not even still doing the knee thing in America, are they? 
Having a bunch of sports said, okay, wrap it up. That's enough, right? This is just giving you a little bit of a kind of a cultural context to what's happening in England, ladies and gentlemen. They're still doing the knee in England, but it, it gets even better than this. It gets even better. Football, you have to understand over there, soccer over there is a working man's game. It's the working class game. You know, we, we're gonna we're talking about cricket here in this story, but cricket in England, it's kind of it's a little bit opposite-y. Not really, because you know, soccer's a bit working class here too. But my dogs are going crazy out there. Um, cricket here is a working class game, and cricket in England is like more of the gentlemanly sport. It's the it's the you know private schoolboy sport over there. So over here, it's a bit more rough. Like the English the English players when they used to come over here in like say the seventies or whatever or the eighties, they used to you know they used to laugh because the Australian crowds would just get fucking drunk and rowdy all day and hurl abuse at them. And the English crowds, you know, at four o'clock in the afternoon would be sipping tea. And when something good happened on the field, they'd go, oh, for a jolly good shot, though. You know what I mean? Whereas here in Australia, it's like, hey, get off the field. Your mum's a cunt. Fucking get a dog up, you mate. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Give me another fucking tinny, bro. You fucking suck, mate. Yeah, fuck off. Fuck off back to England, you fucking cunt. That's a bit more like how we roll, right? <laughs> But football over there is a working class game. For four years now, the English football, uh, you know, the English FA, the Football Association has been happy to kind of go along with the wave of BLM and stuff. And now it's gotten to this point. Have a look at this. Four years on, 11 England players took a knee on Sunday in support of racial justice. And this was the booing backlash from their own fans. not working out the way you thought it would, is it? Maybe they've had enough. Maybe they've had enough. Want to hear it again? I want to hear it again. <laughs> I want to hear it again. I don't know about you. 11 England players took a knee on Sunday in support of racial justice. And this was the booing backlash from their own fans. Oh, a lot of people would have been very upset by that. <laughs> America's culture war clashes are now here on our green and pleasant pitches. Oh. And today, number 10 refused to condemn the booing of England players. See what's happening here? See what's happening? I have my um, gripes with Boris Johnson just as much as anybody else. He's been a pretty big fucking disappointment, to be honest, Boris, uh, Boris Johnson. Beige. Uh, but see how every they never miss a fucking opportunity. So number 10 is like the prime minister's house in England, right? It's like the White House, number 10, number 10 Downing Street. So they're like, number 10 has refused to condemn the booing of the English. But so straight away, oh, okay, they're booing the Black Lives Matter thing. Therefore, ask the government. Government refuses to comment. That means government supports racism. This is the way modern media works. And it's intentional. Every single fucking opportunity they can. We asked the government to condemn the booing at the football game. They gave no comment. Therefore, they must be Nazis. Because if they don't condemn it, then they must be in favour of it. 
And of course, if they come out and condemn it, then we'll say that they haven't. What's the point of them condemning it? This just proves that they're racist because they're so racist anyway, right? Oh, good, good job. Good, good try, conservatives. Uh, did you hear they came out and condemned the booing? I mean, as if anybody believes that they mean that. Okay, prove that you mean it. Do something meaningful. Bring in more equality regulation, right? So it doesn't matter what you do. You'll never get praised. It's always going to be the wrong thing. Some people have figured that out. DeSantis has figured that out. Look at the way Ron DeSantis conducts himself. This is a man who knows it doesn't matter what he does, it will always be wrong, so you may as well do the best thing you can. You may as well do what you want, because if you don't, um, you'll only be—you'll be given a false choice of two things that they will—they will hate equally. So you may as well fucking forge your own path. Let's get back to it. This evening, and they're backed by the backbenchers. Tory MP Lee Anderson said taking a knee was a big mistake, while the Ashfield MP said all forms of racism should be stamped out. This was not the way. And for the first time in my life, I will not be watching my beloved England team. That's where they stop reading his his Facebook post. Watch, watch. But the spotlight on racism. Okay, so they stop reading at that point. Look at the part they've highlighted here. Okay. Beloved England team. <laughs> so that's what they've highlighted in the statement. The, the rest of the statement, it keeps going if you're listening to the podcast, right? So this guy says all forms of racism are vile and should be stamped out, but this is not the way. For the first time in my life, I will not be watching my beloved England team. That's where the guy stops reading halfway through a sentence. Mind you. I will not be watching my beloved England team whilst they are supporting a political movement whose core principles aim to undermine our very way of life. They stopped reading halfway through a sentence in order to say, I will not be watching my beloved England team. But then he criticizes Black Lives Matter and we can't read that. We can't have that. You know, I think the I think the average schlubs out there and the average peasants out there and the average idiots out there who hate the media, I think they only hate the media because Donald Trump told them to. It's got nothing to do with us being, you know, like obviously manipulative and deceptive. It's got nothing to do with that. Like quoting somebody and then stopping halfway through a fucking sentence in order to frame the quote a certain way. I mean, that's not why people hate us. They hate us because Donald Trump told them to. This is what we believe on Team YouTube, ladies and gentlemen. But the spotlight on racism today was taken over by the cricket. Last night, yes. Ollie Robinson was suspended yes. and placed under investigation. Yes, suspended and placed under investigation. <laughs> oh, we're not done with you yet, Ollie. For racist tweets he posted nearly a decade ago, <laughs> for which he recently apologised but hasn't fully explained. <laughs> I mean, he said sorry. He said sorry three times. We watched We watched all three of the apologies. One at the press conference, one in front of a laptop, and one out on the field. The same pre-prepared statement three fucking times. 
He hasn't explained himself well enough. What? Because it's never good enough. It will never be good enough. It doesn't matter what you say, Ollie. You can come out and apologize for shit you were doing when you were eight years old, my man. They do not give a fuck. It's not about feeling offended. It's about power. Ollie Robinson came out and apologized repeatedly the other day, crying at a press conference because of tweets that happened almost a decade ago, yet he's still yet to come out and say why he did it. <laughs> oh, God. You, fuck, eh? These are the people trying to get blood from stone. This is what I was talking about when I was talking about all of these auxiliary industries now are going to feed on Ollie Robinson. That, that, that he has become their fucking, you know, their lunch ticket for the next couple of weeks, at least. At least. And, and whenever they want to mention a story about racism in cricket, Ollie Robinson will be there as an hors d'oeuvre to snack on. Being carried around on a little silver tray by a Mexican waiter. Would you like some Ollie Robinson? Yes, I think I will. Thank you. I'm a little bit light this week. I, I guess I can enjoy a little bit of Ollie from time to time. So you throw him in. Ollie Robinson, fucking racist. Spotlight on racism today was taken over by the cricket. Last night, Ollie Robinson was Ollie suspended Robinson. and placed under investigation for racist tweets he posted nearly a decade ago, for which he recently apologised but hasn't fully explained. <laughs> he hasn't fully explained. What? How much explanation do you need? Yes, when I wrote hashtag retarded, hashtag shitfaced, I was pretty retarded and shitfaced. No, that's not good enough, Ollie. Tell us the story of how you got to being uh, hashtag retarded and hashtag shitface, mate. How many drinks did you have? How much were you drinking? Were you trying to get your dick wet that night? I mean, that's probably misogynistic going to try and pick up. Were you trying to pick up, Ollie? Were you trying to have sex that night, mate? He was 18. Tell us more. Uh, where you wrote this? Where you wrote this tweet about? you know, getting blown by two fat chicks. Uh, you know, so how did you get to that situation? You know, how big is your dick, Ollie? Show us your penis. Show us your penis. How, how fat were these women, Ollie? What was their names? Do you remember where they live? Have you got a number? Can we get in touch with them? <laughs> he hasn't fully explained the tweets yet. But the culture sector... Yes. Oliver Downton waded in and... Oh, God. The English government, ladies and gentlemen, has a culture secretary. The culture secretary. Oh. I, I wonder which side of politics decided it was a good idea to have a culture secretary. Huh? To make rules. I mean, <laughs> we can sit here and joke. But look how far Britain has gone down the fucking rabbit hole, ladies and gentlemen. They are now enforcing culture. Eventually, all of these movements turn into fascism. It's just the way it is. Every single movement that uses, like, the government as a blunt object to enforce what they want will eventually become a fascist government. It's just the way it goes. It's not a slippery slope if it keeps happening, Padre. But the culture secretary, Oliver Dowden, waded in and preempted the investigation, ah. saying the ECB had gone over the top in suspending him. For years, England... Oh. 
So this is fantastic. I guess I have now I haven't seen this far into the clip. I watched like the first 30, 45 seconds before. I guess we're about to have a conversation about why it's offensive to not want to sack this guy from the team. <laughs> I guess we're about to get a panel together to talk about why this guy who's a cringeworthy culture minister, fucking whatever that means, whatever that job is, the culture secretary, we're going to get a panel together to discuss why his tweet saying you shouldn't be fired for the other tweets, why his tweet is offensive and he should be fired. And that's when everything comes full circle, ladies and gentlemen. English cricket has tried to get the national team to mirror the grassroots, right. to push the boundaries. And so this could be a setback. British born guys, girls want to back up their country. And then, you, you know, once you do hear something like this come across, you're like, are we actually supporting the right country here? If you have to ask, then the answer is no. If 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 a if an eighteen year old tweeting some shit, and if an eighteen year old who you've never met, who you don't know, tweeted some shit nine years ago, if that's enough to make you think, well, I don't know if I want to play for this country anymore. If that's enough to make you think that, then you probably shouldn't. Happy Hanukkah, my nigga. Hey. Oh no. Victor underscore Von underscore Shroom tipped five dollars. Thank you, Victor. They can try, but they can never take David Hasselhoff away. <laughs> Were they trying to take David Hasselhoff away? Go after the drug dealers, Michael. Get, get out of here. This is Andre's show. Thank you, Michael. Good All is good. Morning in June, some 20 years ago, I was born a rich man's son. David Hasselhoff, ladies and gentlemen, tapping into some of that Andre Rieur pussy. <laughs> I mean, it's not all bad, is it? I mean... I can dig it. Andre, Andre Rieur pussy, ladies and gentlemen. German Andre Rieur pussy. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you for the video, Victor. <laughs> Victor von Schroom, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's get back to this. Why are we offended again? Oh, that's right. Yeah, if somebody tweets something out 10 years ago that I don't like today, somebody I've never met, that makes me question my loyalty to my country, then you probably weren't loyal in the first place. Nahid, Junior and Sajad are involved in the National Cricket League, cool, a grassroots man. tournament based in East London. Nice. So who do you agree with on this, the ECB or Oliver Downton? By the way, East London is a fucking shithole. <laughs> I've been to East London. I was stuck in East London once because the trains weren't running. And that, that was an afternoon. <laughs> That's the, East London is where, you know, it's like the stereotypical, you know, whenever you see gangster movies that are based in London, it's usually people from East London. You know what I mean? Fucking... 
You go, fuck. Hey, mate. What's he fucking doing? Put a gun in his mouth. He opens, if he opens his fucking north again, blow his fucking bollocks off, mate. You know, it's, that's kind of East London. Pretty rough around the edges. Suspending him and then doing an investigation, I think that's the right way to do it. If he, you know, it comes out that he has actually learned from his, you know, experiences since those tweets and Jesus everything is Christ. fine, then they can, you know, allow him to play again. <laughs> <laughs> Apologising three times wasn't good enough. Getting investigated wasn't good enough. Having former players come out and say how awful it was wasn't good enough. Losing your job wasn't good enough. Uh, come back here, Ollie. We're not done with you yet. We've now found some, uh, you know, non-white cricket people to talk about how racist you are. <laughs> We've found some non-white cricket guys who run a local competition in East London talk about what they think of you, Ollie. Well, I mean, if he can prove that he's learned his lesson, if he can prove that he's not, you know, a fucking racist anymore, the white cunt, and maybe we'll let him play again. <laughs> We're not done with you yet, Ollie. <laughs> Poor Ollie Robinson. I feel so fucking sorry for this kid, man. <laughs> I, I feel sorry for him, but it's also hilarious. Don't get me wrong. Tweets. Uh, and everything is fine, then they can, you know, allow him to play Maybe again. we'll let you Love play again. For or... the game will never leave me. But to see that we're still in this struggling era, um, there hasn't been um, a West Indian cricket um, player, British-born West Indian um, player for a very, very long time. And There hasn't been a British-born West Indian player for a long time. That's it, you know. I would, I would adjust your priorities. Why, why does he have to be a British-born West Indian? West Indies, for those who aren't aware, is like Jamaica, Barbados, right? The, the Caribbean or the Caribbean, whichever you prefer. Yeah, we're struggling in the area of having tall black men play for the team. <laughs> Well, I, I would have thought you could probably get yourself a better wicketkeeper for a start. That's that's where I'd be focusing on England. Uh, you could probably use a spinner. You haven't had a good spinner since Graham Swan. So that's an area that you can improve. The England cricket team says, no, nah, fuck all that. We need a tall black man in the team. Why? Well, because we just do. <laughs> The sad reality is, too, by the way, except for maybe Chris Gale, there has been no West Indian player that would have got a spot in the English cricket team in the last 20 years either because they're terrible. The West Indies have been terrible for fucking ages. They're pretty good at 2020, right? But there's a bit more luck in 2020. The test, the test team is fucking awful. That needs to change. It needs, so it needs to change next for this national debate on racism and sport. The Euros begin this Friday and manager Gareth Southgate says Happy the team Hanukkah, are my oh. Winning underscore TV tipped $3. Thank you, sir. Oli oily olo wit boy summer boog guy. Oily oli olo. <laughs> I think he meant to say ole ole ole. But my Indian girl doesn't really know how to pronounce it. Oh no. 
I love this kind of stuff. Love those fucking bawdy ballads. Uh, you've actually reminded me of one. I'll see if I can find it. Thank you, Phil, by the way. Uh, DLive.tv slash winning TV. Uh, we'll be on tomorrow with Victor Von Schroom. Was on last night with Kitty B, ladies and gentlemen. See, that's another thing. If I do end up changing the schedule to the show, because the way I'm going now, right, on the days that I'm not doing a show, I'm not really around. I'm just fucking sleeping. Because I don't really sleep that much on the days that I am doing the show. So maybe... Uh, my work-life situation might change and then I might it might be better just doing a one-hour show five days a week. And if I do, uh, because I don't want to go over like Winning TV who who streams every other day at 7, it'll be back to 6 p.m. permanently then. Because I'll be able to if the work situation changes, which I suspect it probably will. So, um, you know, it'll be 6 p.m., you know, five days maybe or four four or five days i don't know but like i said i'm just kind of tossing up the idea of changing the schedule on the show but it won't be going over the top of uh winning tv which you can watch tomorrow night thursday night with victor von shroom um on d live so yeah th these kinds of like english british bawdy ball ballads i love I'm, I'm gonna show you probably my favorite one if i can find it it might not even be on here Uh, okay. Let's have a look. Just looking, looking. The mayor of Bayswater has got a pretty daughter, and the hairs on her dicky dido hang down to her knees. One black one, one white one, and one with a bit of shite on, and the hairs on her dicky dido hang down to her knees. <laughs> I smelt it, I felt it, it's just like a bit of velvet, and the hairs on her dicky dido hang down to her knees. One black one, one white one, and one with a little shite on, and the hairs on her dicky dido hang down to her knees. I've seen it, I've seen it, I've been in between it, and the hairs on her dicky dido hang down to her knees. One black one, one white one, and one with a little shite on, and the hairs on her dicky dido hang down to her knees. She slept with a demon who washed her with semen, and the hairs on her dicky dido hang down to her knees. She slept with a demon who washed her with semen. Maybe we'll we'll let this take us out to the break. What do you say? Hang down to her knees. She married an Italian with balls like a fucking stallion, and the hairs on her dicky dido hang down to her knees. One black one, one white one, and one with a little shite on, and the hairs on her dicky dido hang down to her knees. It would need a coal miner to find her vagina, and the hairs on her dicky dido hang down to her knees. 
One black, one one white, one and one with a little shite on, and the hairs on the dicky tie hang down to her knees. If she were my daughter, I'd have them cut shorter, and the hairs on the dicky tie hang down to her knees. And the hairs on the dicky tie on the dicky tie hairs on the dicky tie hang down to her knees. Hang down. Ninja Warrior 0094 with the diamond. Once a week marathon, pretty please. Um, eh, I don't know. I don't know. The thing is, we used to do like a once a week marathon. Um, you know, back before this was a podcast, but that was also when there was like 10 of us. <laughs> there was me and like three people in a chat. And, you know, I don't know if, because I was, I was doing, I, d- I had a different job then, you know, I was around at different times. I don't know how I could make it work. You know what I mean? You know, I couldn't, I couldn't stream from like, you know, 11 PM, 12 PM, uh, 12 AM your time. I just couldn't, I have to go to work now. So you know, I, I just don't know how we could do it. So, I but I am tossing up changing the show. Anyway, uh, yeah, the hair's on a dicky dido. Yeah, her dicky, her pussy. Roots Calhoun is like, what the fuck are they saying? Her dicky dido is her vagina. The hairs on her vagina hang down to her knees. If she were my daughter, I'd have them cut shorter because the hairs on her dicky dido hang down to her knees. One black one, one white one, and one with a bit of shite on, and the hairs on her dicky dido hang down to her knees. <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick five-minute break. Much more to get into on the other side. Stick around. Wednesday night edition, Daily Boogie Podcast. Ian Michael, Glass Art, head of the British Garage Door Repairers and Glassmakers Association, Lord Clarence Cobblepot. Well, I, I truly have uh, no uh, hesitations in suggesting that Ian Michael is a visionary, uh, possibly the most uh, wonderful, talented glassmaker we've ever seen you know, of this generation. Uh, uh, I recommend him to all of our, our, our service members and all of our, our union members who require only the best in quality. Ian Michael Glass Art. Not just dildos and butt plugs. Do you suffer from mass hysteria? Not knowing whether to wear a mask or not. Do you suffer from paranoia, constantly in fear of Karens? Do you suffer from anti-laughism, the inability to laugh and smile no matter what happens to you? Well... It's Char Worthington here with Char Money Live, where you can have a chahootin' of a good time. We have everything from current events to a chasource of a Karen, where these chicans just be going chuck crazy It's off the hinge. We even got Karens jumping off of trailers! 
we got Karens going crazy over french fries. We even have Karens that think they have the force. It's insane over here at Chamele Live. So I appreciate you. Come on down. We got the phone lines. They're always open. We'd love to have you. French fix may include dizziness, lack of oxygen due to hysterical laughing, and inability to shield off Karen's come within six feet of your vicinity, expansion of the mind due to the overload of factual information, not fake news, confidence, and the lack of bullshit in your life, and the inability to become based. For instant help with any of these symptoms, please contact the drama and outline immediately or seek your closest woke friend who may be able to calm you during your time transition from sleep to awake. Well, folks, I have to tell you, I just saw the craziest moving picture clip you've ever seen. Where you ask? Well, it's the Victor Show. He plays the wildest moving picture clips. <laughs> well, let me tell you a little more about it. Tough to make you laugh out loud. Something for the political crowd. Put it all together and you got the Victor Show. So next time that you're in town, why not make Mr. Von Shroom proud? Come on down and watch the Victor Show today. Something waiting for you. Something fresh, exciting, and new. Waiting for you down at the Victor Show. People acting very weird. And sometimes kind of queer. But you'll find it all down on the Victor Show. Sometimes we may have some very serious things to say. It just depends on what kind of mood we're in that day. So next time that you're in town, why not make Mr. Von Shroom proud? show today. You know, I actually met my first wife here. 1953. We got married in Vegas. I know it's all fun and games here, but I'll tell you something. You might even learn something, too. I saw it first right here on the Victor Show. Something waiting for you. Something fresh, exciting, and new. Waiting for you down at the Victor Show. People The global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. All right, all right. This world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. And shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us. Wednesday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Quick reminder, I won't be in on Friday. 
No Daily Boogie on Friday, but there will be a starting block on Friday, 5.30am Eastern Time, 7.30pm Australian Time. Doing the big Lunch of Legends preview, the pre-game show. And then next week it'll be a post-game show. <laughs> so you can check that out if you want. Don't forget to follow some of our friends that we played there during the commercial or break, ladies and gentlemen. So let's get right back into it. Um, you know, on this show, we do attack, say, Jim Enward, what are you making for lunch? I can't reveal on this show. I have to reveal on the starting block of Sir. I can't do it now. So I'm teasing it up for the starting block because there's a chance, there's a very, very slim chance that Greeno might listen to this. <laughs> he doesn't listen to like 90% of my shit, but he might listen to this. He listens to he listens to it enough for me to, you know, know that would it would be a bad idea to announce it now. Because every now and then, I know he doesn't listen very often, but every now and then he'll say something like, oh, I heard that thing you did the other day. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. So I can't reveal here what I'm making. But, um, you know, there is a game of one-upmanship that, that goes that goes along here. And um, like I said, last time I shamed him into getting up at the crack of dawn or dawn's crack to make me lunch, like slow-cooked lamb ragu and homemade pasta. So I have to, I have to discover a way to one-up him. And the plan is in place. The strategy is in place. That's all I'll say. But I will reveal, I'll give more info on the starting block. DLive.tv forward slash the starting block. One word, drop the K at the end, ladies and gentlemen. So on this show from time to time, people say that I'm a little too critical of the corporate press. Can you believe that? Can you believe that people say this shit to me? I say, Boogs, don't you think you're a little unfair? Don't you think you're a little unfair, Boogs, when it comes to the corporate press? I mean, you know, they do get some stuff right. And I said, you know what? I suppose you're right. This is the good news episode. So why don't we give the corporate press a little round of applause here on Team YouTube, ladies and gentlemen. Here on Team YouTube, we like to call the corporate press authoritative sources. Because they have so much authority. You will respect my authority. In the corporate press, ladies and gentlemen. So when they do when they do good, when they do well. I guess because we are valued members of Team YouTube here, we need to give them a little bit of a pat on the back. So here we have Brian Stelter, ladies and gentlemen, one-on-one -on -one with the White House press secretary, Jen Psaki. And as you know, Brian Stelter is a strong supporter of, you know, an adversarial media. <laughs> Brian Stelter thinks it's very important for the media to hold the leaders to account, to hold, a, you know, a flame to their feet. To put them under the microscope, to put them in the spotlight, to have them on the agenda. He's somebody who wants to, you know, the most vicious defense of the truth when it comes to government as you can possibly have. So when I saw he was one-on-one -on -one with the press secretary, I thought to myself, well, good, this is good. The, we like to call him the bulldog, Brian Stilter. That's, you know, he's, he's tenacious. He goes after them with zeller. Zella? That's not a word. Zeal? We'll go with zeal. And enthusiasm. So here we go. Brian Stolter, ladies and gentlemen, the bulldog of CNN going after Jen Psaki. What might lie ahead? Jen, thanks for coming on Reliable Sources. My pleasure. Busy summer ahead, infrastructure, election reform. What does the press get wrong 
when covering Biden's agenda? When you watch the news, when you read the news, what do you think we get wrong? <laughs> Jen, how do you think we can cover you better? Jen, Jen, thanks for joining us. What do you think we can do to paint your administration in a better light? Same, it's the same thing. It's just, it's the same question asked differently. What do you think we can do to make you look better than you are? Look at the smile on her face. People say she's an idiot. She knows, she might be an idiot, but she knows that was a fucking easy one. <laughs> look at that. She's like, I can't believe he's just going to give me a platform now to spew off all of the good things we're doing. <laughs> Well, Brian, I think, first of all, the press doesn't do a good enough job covering X, Y, and Z because we're doing such a good job, right? Obviously. Jen, what would you say the press gets wrong about the administration? Well, look, I think some of our muscles have atrophied a little bit over the last few years, and there isn't a, a lot of memory, or recent memory or long, longer memory, on how long it takes to get legislation forward or how messy uh, the process of negotiating and the process of what? getting legislation across the finish line can be. So, fuck is she talking about? <laughs> what does atrophy over the last few years mean? What do you mean by that? What, what did she mean by this? We've all forgotten how laws get passed or something? I'm not sure I'm following here. Oh, wait. Is she saying that, uh, you know, over the last few years, obviously, we've got atrophy, you see, because over the last few years, I mean, that dictator Donald Trump just got everything, didn't he? He just did everything. I mean, he basically ran the country like a fucking dictator. He would just say something and then it would happen, obviously. Coming up after the break, remembering the New York Times editorial where somebody who was claiming to be a high-level government employee was boasting about all of the high-level government employees that were, quote, blocking Trump's agenda. Remember that? <laughs> Remember when they were boasting about that? And do you, do you remember all of the fucking, do you remember the news, the articles and the clips and stuff where people were saying, no, no, the deep state's a good thing. It's protecting our democracy. <laughs> They're patriots. Yes, okay, there is a deep state, but they're not evil. They're good guys. Donald Trump is the evil. You're the evil one, you insurrectionists. No, fucking fantastic. We know, we understand everybody's always looking for a deadline, a timeline, yeah. things like that. But at the end of the day, uh, our focus is on getting these bills across the finish line, doing it in a bipartisan way if we can. Yeah. And we certainly recognize that that can be messy along the process. So I don't know if that's the press getting it wrong. Uh, I'll leave you to the critique of that, Brian. But <laughs> uh, I think sometimes we forget. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how strange the last four years were and when we returned to a place that was strange the last four years were strange and now we're returning it was it was you that made it strange you people here you made it weird with all of the he's hitler shit that 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 was weird you made it strange
where like the guy couldn't literally could not say anything without just fucking reams and reams and reams and reams and reams of copy turning things that weren't you know fuck my dogs I walked out there during the break to get a drink and they've taken one of the cushions hang on a sec Taken one of the cushions off the lounge and just completely fucking destroyed it. Oh, and now she's in here with her head on my lap. Yeah, yeah, you fucking naughty. Gotta stop doing that. Can't be doing that at the time. Very naughty. They, they are. They're acting up. And so I just muted the mic and yelled out there, Oi! <laughs> and one of them, the young one, came running straight in and put her head on my lap and looked at me. I'm like, fuck. Now I've got to pat you. So now I'm rewarding the bad behaviour because I'm patting her because she looks cute. Ah, 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 ah. No. Don't you even fucking think about it, mate. Ah, ah. Ah, ah. Sit down. Right. Ah, ah. Come on. Come on. It's fucking chaos out there. Chaos. Can you just fucking relax, please? Just chill out. Fuck. I don't because I don't want to kick them outside because it's too cold. So instead they're in here tearing shit up because I'm not paying attention to them. Jesus, mate. Where the fuck were we? All right. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm sick of looking at Brian's head. Uh, let's do this one instead. Good morning. In Washington, President Biden is defending Dr. Fauci today oh. as the nation's COVID czar comes under increasing oh, attacks from Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Fe so the story that Inside Edition is getting out of the whole Fauci emails thing, which went away amazingly quickly, didn't it? That was so fast. It was like two days in the news and then bang, it was memory hold, gone. <laughs> they didn't even really do many of those debunking things. I think they realized they couldn't just debunk it. So they were like, well, you know, let's just ride this out for a couple of days and then we'll just change the, we'll change the subject. We'll change the topic. You know? Um, <laughs> but this is, this is the angle that Inside Edition got out of the whole Fauci email affair. Quote, Dr. Fauci is being attacked by Fox News. <laughs> I wonder... Press one in the chat if you think they'll go into detail and explain why he's getting attacked. Press two in the chat if you think they won't explain why he's getting attacked at all and instead will just defend him. It's up to you. One or two, what do you think?
seeing a lot of twos in the chat. Seeing a lot of twos. All right. I'm going to let it play. I'll let it play. We'll, we'll see how correct you are. But then after this, I think we might do something different because it is Wednesday. It's the only show I'm doing this week. That after this, I'll give you a multiple choice. And the, the options that you have today could be interesting. Could be interesting. Okay. Show me defending Dr. Fauci. Good morning. In Washington, President Biden is defending Dr. Fauci today okay. as the nation's COVID czar comes under increasing attacks from Fox News. Attacks from Fox News. He ignored suspicions that the COVID virus was leaked from a lab claiming. in Wuhan, China. Uh, <laughs> did you hear that? They're claiming he ignored suspicion. No, no, they're not claiming. He he said it in his emails. <laughs> Don't you love how they do this? He's under attack by Fox News who are claiming he ignored. No, no, no. They're not claiming. They're showing that he did. There's a difference, you see. It's a slight but important difference, sir. They're showing that he did. They're not claiming that they... It's conspiracy theories, exactly. <laughs> you know, there's some conspiracy theorists out there who are claiming that he ignored. Oh, claiming. Exactly. Comfy friend. Supposed allegations surrounding the emails. <laughs> exactly. Good, comfy friend. Good. <laughs> you're learning the you're learning the nature of the dark side of the fall. Tony Fauci knew from the beginning that COVID may have been manufactured in China. Emails now prove that Dr. Fauci knew that everything was happening in the lab. You know, do you know, I don't, I'm not like a, an anti-Hannity guy, but I'm definitely not a pro-Hannity guy. He's just kind of a bit cheesy and boomery for me. Um, but the thing I dislike about Hannity the most, it's not the MMA. It's not the little flag pins on the... I hate it when news people wear little pins on their lapel. I think it's so tacky. Um, so it's not the lapel, it's not the, the MMA shit. It's not even the way he reports stuff. The thing that annoys me the most about Sean Hannity is he has the haircut of a fucking seven-year-old. <laughs> That's what annoys me. Look at that egg. Look at this fucking part here. I can't stand it. <laughs> it drives me fucking nuts. What, what, what are you fucking Benjamin? What are you going backwards? He looks, he has the haircut of a seven-year-old choir boy. What is that? That big fucking part right down the side there. Ugh. Johnny Unitas, now there's a haircut you can set your watch to. All right, let's carry on. Prove that Dr. Fauci knew that everything was happening in the lab. Mr. President, you talk to Dr. Fauci? Okay, so the reporter's asking, Mr. President, do you still have confidence in Dr. Fauci? Joe Biden w walks off in his very, you know, kind of quintessential Joe Biden way, which is kind of like an old man looking for a toilet in a shopping mall. No, sir, you take a right at the Orange Julia, and then you take a left at the Starbucks, and then at the end of that hallway, there's a door, and so I go to the right at the Starbucks. Do I go through this door here? Is it down this way? Thank you, young person. No, sir, that's I haven't even finished. Thank you, young person. And you find them like 30 minutes later taking a shit in a fucking broom closet. <laughs> 
like, ugh. <laughs> Do we call the police? I don't think it's a police matter. Just get, just get, just get Juan down here with the mop and bucket. And tell him to clean his shit up. You might need to give it a little gurney in there. Might have to hit it with a fucking power hose. I mean, look, there's shit all up the wall in here. Who do we call? I don't know. Is it are the are the sanitarium still running here locally? That's what I think of when I see Mr. Biden walking away. Oh, actually, hang on. No, no, no. That's that's not what we need. <laughs> I almost forgot. Yes. Oh, how could I forget this? Now, all in favor of reinstating Ray Patterson? <laughs> Nice and double four, double three with the diamond. Thank you, Rice Man. Ollie to replace Fauci. Do you think Ollie's got less, you know, do you think Ollie's got less skeletons in the closet than Fauci does? I mean, Ollie, Ollie was saying racist things on Twitter when he was not 18 years old almost 10 years ago. I mean, we can't allow that. We can't allow this. Alright, here we go. <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden, do you still have confidence in Dr. Fauci? The president, you saw cops in Dr. Fauci? The president was asked about the uproar as he... <laughs> He's right. He ain't much on speeches. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh so much. I need, I'm going to have to hot button that song from now on. <laughs> President Biden, do you still have confidence in Dr. Fauci? The president was asked about the uproar as he was leaving a news briefing today. He stuck his head back into the room to answer. Yes, I'm very confident, Dr. Fauci. What is that? <laughs> Why is he hiding behind the door? <laughs> what is he doing there? Look at him. <laughs> Sinister Charlie pipped five dollars. Thank you, sir. I think this Biden guy is a real jerk. <laughs> I thought, you know what? I'm starting to doubt this diet. This Biden guy's doing a good job at all. I don't think we can trust this Biden fella. Thank you, Charlie. Happy Hanukkah, my hey. nigga. Oh, Winning underscore TV tipped three dollars. Shout out to IT. This fits Joe most of the time. Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you for the tip. Poo, poo. See, now it's going to just keep doing that, though. This almost sounds like a march. Think about it. This this could this could actually be like a, a military march. Everybody's favorite lover of French women, uh, Mersh, ladies and gentlemen, who is a guest host currently on ROTC, hosted by Frozen Asian. Rob and Mitch, 
the guest host on ROTC. Who? Who? Pee pee. Who knew that poo poo pee pee would actually actually happen? Scary fucking thought. There he is. <laughs> there he is. Poking his head out from behind the door like a like a fucking weirdo. <laughs> that, that image again. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. President Poo Poo Pee Pee. Yes, Mitch from ROTC. Rob and Mitch with their with their host Frozen Asian. <laughs> the view Sarah Hines says she's read Fauci's emails and finds no smoking gun. He was very consistent in his emails with the timing of the emails and what he was saying publicly. If if these emails had revealed that he was saying one thing publicly and something else privately, to me that would be more alarming. He did. He said one thing in the emails and then lied about it when he was in front of Congress. <laughs> he said the he said he didn't know about something he clearly knew about when he was under oath. See, this is the fucking problem right here. Because this show, The View, is watched by like, you know, single, unwed mothers, uh, <laughs> unemployed people. <laughs> Because it's on in the middle of the day. Uh, alcoholics and drug addicts are probably also a big big part. But it's it's the people who read, you know, mummy blogs and stuff. It's the angry mothers on Facebook who watch The View. And this is this is how they'll get their, their shrink-wrapped opinion. They'll get their, like, their TV dinner opinion where it's just presented to you. You pop it in the microwave for a couple of minutes and then, bang, you've got a nice piping hot opinion that you can go and share with your friends. And this is the fucking problem right here. It's like, look, look, we, we we spoke to an expert on The View and she said, there's nothing here, nothing to see here, guys. Nothing going on. Ah, there's no smoking gun. I mean, if he said something publicly and then something else privately, that would be a story. But, I mean, he did, though. We know that he did. <laughs> we know that he did because he wrote it in the emails. And and just it's it's like Kaiser Sose at the end of the Usual Suspects, the way the media does this shit to people. The story was around for a couple of days, and it's like just like that, he's gone. And this is all it takes to convince these people. This is all it takes. This is all they need. When they hear that, that's enough. They'll jump on the Facebook groups, and they'll start saying it. They'll just start repeating verbatim. No, no, the timeline was all good. There's nothing in there that he didn't say privately. There's no smoking gun. These will be the exact phrases that they use. Come in and kiss him. You had enough destroying the fucking house. My my big girl's just come in and licked me on the face. I think she's had enough destroying the house now while I'm doing a podcast. Thanks, girl. Now she's laying down next to me. Big kiss on the face for daddy. I'll get it. I'll be out of here soon and I'll fucking go back to bed. And like I said, you know, I am thinking about changing the, um, the format of the show. I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. know. See how we go. Maybe I'll just fucking quit altogether. How about that? (laughs) Maybe I'll just stop doing it. Why not? Why not? It's got to be something else in this world, surely. All right. Last item for tonight. Last item for the week, ladies and gentlemen. 
tell me what you want to see. I do have a few options here. And all of the options, I think, have charm in their own in their own right. So, I haven't watched any of these clips. These are three clips that I've put away for let's watch them together with the audience. The first clip is from Australia, ladies and gentlemen, and it is called Neighbours at War Over Wheelie Bin Placement. So, it's a segment about neighbours who are fighting over garbage bin territory, turf. Winning TV with a diamond. You have ministers to not pay. You can't quit. That's a good point. We've got to pay our heads of our heads of state here. <coughs> Minister of uh, the head of the car patrols, incidentally, ladies and gentlemen, which is more of a military appointment rather than a government employment. Uh, winning TV. So we've got neighbours fighting over. You know, I guess they're fighting over. No, my bin goes here. Your bin goes there. When the garbage man comes. <laughs> That's an Australian story, which, you know, it's probably got its own charm. We also have option number two is a Cartnax clip that uh, Kitty B actually sent me. So usually when Kitty B sends me a Cartnax clip, it's one of the better Cartnax clips. You know, she's like, hey, because she'll send it. She'll send it to be like, hey, you didn't miss this, did you? Right. So and I haven't watched it yet. I'm like, oh, I'll put that away. Save that for rainy day. And the last one we have, ladies and gentlemen, option number three, Toddles, a fresh, a fresh video from Toddles. It dropped only nine or ten hours ago. It's called Presidential Update and Back Me Up. Okay, so he's calling, he's now calling for a little bit of backup out there. The candidate for the 2024 presidential election, ladies and gentlemen, Toddles has a presidential, he's got an update for us. And like I said, this is a fresh video. It's only dropped hours ago. So one, two or three. One for the neighbours who are fighting over garbage bin turf, a garbage bin turf war. Number two for the Cartnarks. Number three for presidential candidate Toddles, ladies and gentlemen. Tell me what you think. making it easy. I think the twos are in front. I think it's the twos. It is a very hard decision. Okay, it's between it's between the twos and the threes. So everybody who voted one, can you either choose between two or three and we'll go off your decision? Because you're the you're the tiebreaker now. It's, I think it's the twos, ladies and gentlemen. The twos have it. All right. It's been a while since we've done one. Thank you for joining us. Sorry to the threes. We'll we'll 
we'll get we'll get Toddles done. Don't worry, Toddles isn't going anywhere. I'll hang on to the video. We'll cover it. We'll get to Toddles at some point. But the twos win the day, so the cart narks it is. Like I said, this one was sent through by Kitty. She usually, if she's going to tip her hat to a particular clip uh, when it comes to the cart narks, because she knows I watch it, so it's probably a good one. So let's have a little fucking look here. Cart narks, ladies and gentlemen, old school. Ah! This is a, a new one on us, Narcoteers. This lady's bought all those DiGiorno pizzas. You can kind of see the boxes there behind her leg. I think this is worth noting. Oh, boy. If there were people out there who doubted the bravery of the Cartnarks, because some people do, take note of the name of the town that this one is filmed in. Ladies and gentlemen, Chicago, Illinois. These, these Cartnarks boys have got some fucking balls on them, let me tell you. <laughs> what, are we just walking around Chicago now doing this shit? Okay. One of these guys is going to get shot on camera. I know it. I know it. Is it bad that I secretly kind of want it to happen? Not because I want anything bad to happen to them, but because, you know, I'm a whore for shit on the internet. Is it bad that I secretly kind of, you know, want it to be uploaded to <laughs> uploaded to Live Leak one day? And, you know, I'll mourn, of course. There should be like a full ceremony... Like when they send off Yondu in the second Guardians of the Galaxy movie, all of the Ravagers fucking firing off fireworks and shit. That's what we'll do for our, our fallen Kartnark brethren. But at the same time, kind of want to see it just for, yeah, just for a bit of fun. <laughs> so they really are upping the ante here. Like I thought California was good enough. Uh, be careful, Agent Sebastian, says Iceman. I don't know, is this Agent Sebastian or Agent Cordell? I think it sounds it sounds like Sebastian. So, uh, yeah, if you thought LA was bad enough, let's, go to, let's head into fucking Chirac. Good on them. A new one on us, Narcoteers. This lady's bought all those DiGiorno pizzas. You can kind of see the boxes there behind her legs. Uh, and she's taking the pizzas out and putting them in her own, like, reusable bags. I don't know what she's going to do with those boxes. Yeah. Hopefully, I mean, we always... What is she doing? I am fascinated by... um, I uh, When I go shopping for groceries, I try to go, like, really early in the morning or late at night when there's not many people around. But if I do... If I am forced to, like, be in there um, during the day, I do... I am fascinated by people, you know, watching them, how they shop and stuff. Because people do very strange things in a supermarket. There's a lot of touching and, and pushing and, you know, moving things about and, you know, little awkward moments where people are like bumping into each other nearly or, you know, just not having any courtesy, like just blocking somebody's way when they're trying to get to a fridge and shit. Like people are just, you know, <laughs> in their own little world. You can kind of see the boxes there behind her leg. Okay, so she's putting she's putting pizzas into bags? Why is she doing that? That's very bizarre. On us, Narcoteers, this lady's bought all those DiGiorno pizzas. You can kind of okay. see the boxes there behind her legs. Cabaret saying she's leaving the boxes. Kind of Chad move. Not going to lie. Why is that a Chad move? I don't understand. Genuinely. Just get Little Caesars frozen pizza. Sucks. You know, like, I, I used to eat a lot of fucking frozen pizza growing up because we were poor, you know? 
Um, but it's it's actually cheaper now. So like just locally, we have a Domino's locally. Domino's is eh. But Domino's, there's franchises. So you can have a good Domino's and a shitty Domino's. The one that I have is pretty shitty. It's a pretty shitty Domino's. They don't really care. Uh, they know it's just about like cheap food quickly. So they just kind of, they really fast food the shit out of it. They don't take the care to make a good pizza. But it, it gets you out of trouble, you know. If it's like 9, 10 o'clock at night, and because they're, they're open to like midnight or something here, it's the only place around here that's open that late. So it gets you out of trouble. I, I work night shift, so I'm always up late. And, you know, 9, 10 o'clock at night, you know, yeah, fuck it, just go grab pizza. But you can, you can call up, because it's only a short drive from my house. You can call up and um, get a pickup, pick up a pizza for like $5 Australian, which is like, I don't know, three bucks, a large, a large pizza, not a family size or anything. But you can get a large pizza for $5, right? Um, I bought a, a frozen pizza what last week first time in ages that i bought a frozen pizza because i don't even i don't have pizza very often i cook steak and shit so i went and bought a frozen pizza because i thought oh you know what i'll have a frozen pizza cost me 12 bucks and i had to cook it myself <laughs> fuck like i can get i can pick up Domino's, which is going to be average granted but it's it's still going to be better than a frozen pizza you know Five dollars for the fucking Domino's pickup. Twelve dollars to fucking cook my own. What the, what fucking scam are they running here? What the fuck is this? <laughs> you know what I mean? How could it possibly be cheaper to to buy it from a, a restaurant where people are fucking making it, where they have to pay rent and electricity and and all of that shit? How could it possibly be cheaper there than if I cook it with my own electricity? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not hiring anybody to cook my pizza. I'm doing it. So I'm working for the fucking frozen pizza company now. How is that even possible? <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, anyway. Uh, why the fuck is she... Why the fuck is she taking pizza out of pizza boxes in the parking lot? I have no idea. Uh, and she's taking the pizzas out and putting them in her own, like... Reusable bags. Why? What's she gonna do with those boxes? Hopefully, I mean, we always are prepared for the worst, but hopefully they don't stay in the cart. Oh! Let's see. Cart. Oh, oh! Oh! She doesn't want the rubbish. She doesn't want the fucking garbage. Oh, you fucking bitch! <laughs> so she's ta she's taking the frozen pizzas out of the boxes so she doesn't have to deal with the boxes when she gets home. Jesus Christ. What a cow. Now I see what... See, Cabaret in a chat earlier was saying, that's a Chad move. Oh, it's a, that's a cunt move. That is, that's, a, that's what we would call a dog move. She's dogging it. <laughs> Completely dogging it. He continued. Well, the pizza boxes are in the car. Look at that. She's leaving. Oh, 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 oh. No, 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 not. I think she was going to be uh, leaving those in there until. So oh, wait a minute. Yes. She she knew she. There was a moment there where she looks up at the guy. <laughs> she looks up at him, and then oh look at this. She knew. She knew he was watching, and then she was like, "Oops, no, no, no! I was never going to do that." Well, that oh, it's you got to be quick. Gotta be quick. I reckon it's there. <laughs> <laughs>
see, see, you can see her sunglasses. That's when, that's the moment she made eye contact. Whoops, whoopsie daisy. Oh no, I'm not leaving them in the trolley. <laughs> of course not. That would be silly. I would never do a thing like that. Well, the pizza boxes are in the cart. There she goes. Oh, no, they're not. She, I think she was going to be uh, leaving those in there. She was fucking, so, oh, she was absolutely minute. busted. Saw us and, <gasps> are you kidding me? Where did we have to get <laughs> See, it's, it's even worse than we thought, Agent Sebastian. It's even worse than we thought. She's not just leaving. She wasn't just going to leave the boxes in the cart. She was going to leave the cart full of boxes in the middle of the fucking parking lot, mate. This is horrendous behaviour. Oh, no no jury no jury trial in the in the nation of boogie stand ladies and gentlemen winning tv is in the chat the head of the cart patrols which is kind of like a pseudo militaristic fascistic department that we have here in the kingdom of boogie stand uh this would be one of those occasions phil where it's just you know you know what to do <laughs> right uh this you know this is now your job phil this is your responsibility here at the cart narcs to deal with this we expect you to deal with it. You know what I mean. There would be no, there would be no chance for any kind of appeal or anything in Boogie Stan for this kind of shit here. This is not unacceptable, but absolutely unacceptable behaviour. We won't have it. Shot first. Call in the cleanup crew. <laughs> call the cleanup crew before you even load your rifle. Yep, you're going to need one over here in aisle... We call this region aisle three. How's that where the cars go? The cart crowd's right there. Oh, look how close she is, too. Oh, God. How's that where the cars go? The cart crowd's... It's one space. <laughs> See, there's no excuse for this. There's no excuse. People who don't return their carts always make excuses like, no, it's on the other side. It's too far away. Remember um, Rob, the current guest host on ROTC, Rob Lopez? Remember, his, he would make these excuses before uh, the great Thomas Murphy kind of set him straight, put him in his place, shamed him. <laughs> Shamed him into into adopting more productive behaviours, which is the correct thing to do, of course. But before he'd be like, "No, why should I? It's over there. It's like, why should I walk? I don't work for the I don't work for the supermarket, you know." <laughs> like, I mean, look at this. We're one. It's one one space away. It's one space. What is that? Like ten feet? <laughs> you can't walk ten more fucking feet. You should not be driving. Get the fuck out of here. Never to return. And like I said, in the kingdom of Boogie Stand, ladies and gentlemen, we, you know, we, we deal with these people. It, it, it will be, to quote uh, Sebastian Maniscalco, it was handled. <laughs> get this shit out of the neighborhood. It was ha Call the FBI. Get this fucking shit out of the neighborhood. It was handled. It's right there. Can't believe you just left the card out. Oh, she's laughing. She's giggling. It's a good sign. I'm sorry. Yes! 
thank you so much. That's very nice of you. Oh! If, if, they, if Jewel employs you or what? I know, where the car? <gasps> oh my God! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. There, there was there was no there was no arguing there was no kind of righteous indignation there was no fuck you motherfucker don't put shit on my car fuck you look at that she knew she was caught she knew she was busted she smiles in that i you know very waspy white christian woman way look at her she's fucking adorable look at this look at this she's gone from zero to hero <laughs> in a matter of minutes this is a win for everybody. Roots Calhoun in the chat says this is a win. It's not just a win for the Cartnarks. It's a win for the Cartnarks. It's a win for her, right? Because she looks a hero now. You know what? Everybody has the ability to change. This is all we've been asking. <laughs> this is all we want. It's a win for society. It's a win for the next guy who drives in there and can't use that space because there's a fucking shopping cart there. It's a win for him. It's a win for all of us. This is fucking fantastic. And of all places, Chicago, ladies Now, it would be perfect at this point because we are in Chicago if he just got fucking gunned down by a gangbanger. <laughs> right there. Right then at that moment. Uh, boop, 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 boop. Ma'am, you've, you didn't take your coat back. Oh, I'm sorry. You know what? I thought I'd get away with it. Okay, this is this is the greatest day we've ever had here on the Cartnox. You fucking white motherfucker! <laughs> Yo, get the fuck out of my hood, bitch! Who you playing, huh? Who you fucking playing? Yeah, that's right. You get your crack ass out of here, boy. And then he's dead. Then he dies live on camera. You hear you hear the the blood gargling in the back of his throat. And and that and that's the end of the Cartnarks. A true Tony Stark story, ladies and gentlemen. Saving the day. And then once we got that, you know, that confirmation that humanity isn't fucking ruined, that people can do the right thing. Once he had that moment, then he could finally relax. And he was gunned down. <laughs> and became a Chicago shooting statistic. And I think that would be fantastic. So anyway, let's enjoy the moment before he gets shot, please. Can't believe you just left the car out. Oh, she's laughing, she's giggling. It's a good sign. It is a good sign. I'm sorry. Yes, thank you so much. That's very nice of you. I know, we're the Cartnarks, we are an independent non-governmental organization. Thank you so much for taking the card back, I really do appreciate that. What's that? Yes. <laughs> what a, that's very true, I love that. What a self-aware lady. That's amazing. That's just, that's all you meant. That's a quarter you would have taken it back, right? <laughs> ah, see, look at that. At least you, at least you know what you're doing. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time. Well, because, you know, how many times do you get people from the photos of the, you know, the wind takes the car, wham, right into someone else's car, you get... And then it just sucks to pull into a spot, you know, and... <laughs> I've, I've got to hear what they say to each other.
That's not where the cars go. The car crawls right there. Can't believe you just left the car out. Ah, oh, she's laughing. She's giggling. It's a good it's sign. A very good octave. I'm sorry. Yes. Thank you so much. That's very nice of you. Then I don't know if he's if he's. he's you or what? I know where the car. You know what I love about this the most? Independent non-governmental. <laughs> Independent non-governmental secret agency, ma'am. <laughs> Do you know what I love about this the most? He's genuine. He's genuinely happy. He's like, yes. You know? <laughs> Super fucking nerdy reaction. <laughs> it's like getting the high score on Pac-Man at the local at the local pizza place, which is shit. Um, he's fucking genuinely happy. Yes, come on, come on. Oh, she's laughing. She's giggling. It's a good sign. <laughs> Lonely chef, I'm telling you, this lady is high as a kite. <laughs> she might be. She, ooh, you know what? She's wearing a hat. She's wearing a baseball cap. You, you should always be suspicious of young women who wear baseball caps. They're trying to hide something, <laughs> you know? Women spend, uh, you know, an inhuman amount of time on their hair. So whenever you see a woman wearing a baseball cap, it's only one of two things. She's she's either got terrible hair and she's trying to hide it or she's trying to like be inconspicuous despite the fact that she spends an inhuman time on her hair that's how it's more important for her to be inconspicuous than it is to show off her hair so you be suspicious of those ones what are you hiding i'm sorry yes thank you so much that's very nice of you i'm sorry if, if they if jewel employs you or what I know where the car is. That is that's that's a very midwesterny kind of accent too. It's a little bit. It's on the way to Wisconsin, isn't it? I don't know if Jewel employs you. That kind of weird. To me, it like sounds like um, somebody butchering Canadian. If I try to do a Wisconsin accent, you know, have a can of soda on the couch. That I'm just trying to do like bad Canadian. <laughs> that that whole that whole region to my ear sounds the same. It's like some Americans can't tell the difference between New Zealanders, Australians, and South Africans, for example. It's kind of, yeah, sorry, it's not Wisconsin. It's Minnesota. You're right. Minnesota. Have a soda on the couch. See, I'm fucking up the region already. Thank you, Carrier Monkey. You're right. Minnesota. Having a soda? Having a soda here in Minnesota? It's called Pop Bugs. <laughs> it's called Pop Bugs, eh? I don't know if, if they, if Jewel employs you or what. I know. Where the car? We're the Cartnarks. We are an independent, non-governmental organization. Thank you so much for taking your cart back. I really do appreciate that. Thank you very much. Gave it you know a big thumbs up. What's that? You know how they have it Aldi, the quarter? Yes. That's that <laughs> what I ate. That's very true. I, <laughs> I love it. I love it. She's giving tips on how to get people to return their carts. Look at that. A minute ago, she was an offender. Now she's a fucking problem solver. This is like when you bring in a hacker to solve your cybersecurity division, you know? This is like hiring uh, Leonardo DiCaprio to find people who pass fake checks. <laughs> she should know how to get people to return their carts. She herself was a cart criminal only seconds ago. She was going to leave it there. Oh, I'm sorry. You know what they need to do? They need to put the little thing in with the coin so you get your coin back. You know what? That's a great That's a great idea. <laughs> Cart dark rehab. You know what they need to do? What's that? You know how they have at Aldi the quarter? Yes. At Aldi. That, 
Aldi. <laughs> what a, you know what Aldi? They have the quarters. That. What a self-aware lazy. For us, it's a. I think it's a buck here. I think it's one dollar here for your Aldi cart. Oh, that's amazing. That's it's. So you meant that for a quarter you would have taken it back, right? Yes. Ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, see, look at that. At least you, at least you know what you're doing. I uh, appreciate you, you taking the time, so man. Why do you, why do you guys do this? Well, because you know how many times we get people sending us photos. Of Okay, so why do you guys do this? Why, sh look at this. She's talking. She's got a fanny pack, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I wish I could see what's on her. She's wearing a badge. She's wearing a badge. It kind of looks like, if you're listening to the podcast, kind of looks like one of those politicians, like, hey, I voted for Biden or something. But I'm not saying it's a, a, a voted for Biden badge. It's in that style of graphics. But I wish I could see what it says. I'd love to know what it. It might say something like, "Hi, my name is Laura. Have a nice day." Who fucking knows? You know. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of torn between this one. Press one. She is she is driving a white BMW, ladies and gentlemen. If that's anything to go by. I mean, does this does this point to you know other more perhaps degenerate behaviours or? I mean, we know, knowing what we know about BMW owners, I mean, you know, they are a pretentious lot, aren't they? So, I mean, they're, they're probably, she probably throws garbage out of the window of her car as well. She's going down the highway. I mean, but here's the thing, though. I'm tossing up. Because the little badge has thrown me off. What kind of people wear badges, ladies and gentlemen, when they're not working somewhere or something? People that do, like, Christian bake sales wear badges, right? Jenny B with a very good question. Does she even really own the car? We can't be sure, can we? We can't be sure. So, press one in the chat if you think, like, she's high. Which is arguable. It's, you know, it's a defendable position. Press two in the chat if you think she's kind of like, you know, a Christian mum who makes toffee. What do you think? I'm, I'm, I'm straying towards two just because of the badge. The badge has thrown me off. twos. There's a couple of ones. Jenny B with a three. Annoying as fuck. She's on depressants. <laughs> Jim Edward, she's on antidepressants and SSRIs. Do you think? She seems, she seems a little too jovial and upbeat for that. You know, when people take antidepressants, they don't automatically become happy. They just become less suicidal. <laughs> she might be bipolar, I don't know. The psychoanalytics I'm not necessarily comfortable with. <laughs> Sign. I'm sorry. Yes, thank you so much. Yes. Very nice of you. This is such a good clip. If they, if Jewel employs you or what? I know we're the we're the Cartnarks. We are an independent, non-governmental organization. Thank yes. you so much for taking your cart back. I really do appreciate that. You know what they need to do? What's that? You know how they have it Aldi the quarter? Yes. That <laughs> what a that's very true. I love that. 
What a self-aware lazy bones. That's amazing. That's, that's still call. That's so still calls are a lazy bones. A self-aware right? lazy bones. <laughs> hey, look at that. At least you, at least you know what you're doing. I uh, appreciate you taking the time, man. See, this is incredible because she doesn't just fucking get out of there. She doesn't leave the scene. Now she's standing around. So why do you guys do? So what? You know, <laughs> she wants to chit chat now. This is bizarre. There's no hanging her head in shame with this one. There might be a little bit of keeping up appearances. I don't know. Frozen pizza party, apparently. Yeah, who? What kind of person has a frozen pizza party? A fucking you know a Christiany kind, a Christianish kind of mum who makes toffee. I think. Think. Lou the good dude says lonely mum. I don't know if she's lonely. She's driving a BMW. As we all know, people who drive BMWs, I mean, very popular people. Very popular. Well, because, you know, how many times we get people sending us photos of their, you know, the wind takes the car, wham, right into someone else's car. You get. Okay. I. I and then it just sucks you to know, pull into a spot, you know. I'm and think of you every time. Yes, I... that is the idea. We just want. Yes, that is the idea. That is the idea. That is the idea. Remember, this is what we um, remember when uh, Thomas Murphy said, you know, no, no, it's unacceptable not to take your cart back. We were like, this is the point here because now every time uh, Rob decides not to take the cart back, he's going to see Thomas Murphy's face. He's going to think of Thomas Murphy. And he's going to think to himself, I don't want to let Thomas down. That's how you change the world, man. That's how you change the world. One card at a time. She just gave the game away. She's exposing the goddamn business. She just said, now every time I have a card, I'm going to think of you. Yes, that's what it's for. That's exactly the point. That's exactly how this works. This is fantastic. I want to be in your brain all the time and live there. People, some people say they want to call yeah, Roots could... Royce told him he was guilty, and Thomas said, quote, I know. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> I know. Oh, Thomas. Because <laughs> he wasn't going to listen to us idiots in the chat saying it was fucking, it was bad behavior and it needs to be stopped. He didn't care what you think. But Thomas Murphy, on the other hand, somebody he looks up to, that's a different fucking story. Thomas is an inspirational character. Are, are you going to let like an innocent, inspirational, fucking warm light that everybody hovers around? Are you going to disappoint that guy? You know, you can disappoint fucking assholes in the chat who are really just trying to fucking be dickheads anyway. You can upset them every day of the week. They don't care. But you can't upset Thomas because if you upset Thomas, you're actually only hurting yourself. <laughs> Some, exactly. Sometimes it just takes the right messenger. <laughs> Appreciate that okay, for, for, he, for confirming that. Now. And he's handing out the thumbs up too. You take care as well. Thank you so Look, much. Look, it's just a constant thumbs up. That's what I like That's to very see. Nice of her. That's a lovely lazy bones. And she even admitted. A lovely lazy bones. <laughs> as many uh, narcoteers, you all have uh, messaged us over the, over the years saying, hey, if everyone had the Aldi system where you put a quarter in, or in most of uh, Europe, they do this too in parts of Canada where... It's either like a two euro piece and it uh, puts it into the handle and it unlocks the cart from behind it. You know, it's got a little, not like this, but you know. Uh, and then when you take it back, you clock it in and you get your quarterback. Yeah. That was a perfectly, as I just said, self-aware lazy bones though. 
Seagulls always sound like they're talking to you. Hey, what's up, guy? Anyway, <laughs> she, yep, 25 cents. I would have taken it the extra few steps. And I think she was in the process of leaving those uh, boxes out, too, but she didn't think the cardinals would bust her on that. Some of that. Um, so good for her, though. She had a good attitude about it. I don't know why she thought we were funny. Cartnarks are serious as heck. But uh, again, good for her. And Cartnarks out. That's... I'm going to put that link in the chat for you. Possibly the best Cartnarks we've seen. An absolute fucking victory, ladies and gentlemen. And with that, let's wrap it up for tonight. Thank you for joining us Wednesday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Remember, I won't be here on Friday, but if you want to check out what I'm doing on Friday, then tune into the starting block or uh, download the podcast or whatever. Subscribe to the podcast, dlive.tv forward slash the starting block, one word, drop the K at the end. Uh, so that's going to be me on Friday, like I said, 5.30 a.m. Eastern time. There's nothing. If you're up at 5.30 a.m. Eastern on a Friday, then you may as well listen because your day isn't going to get any fucking better. Thank you to everyone who contributed tonight on DLive and on Streamlabs and on YouTube. Uh, stick around for some of our friends. Coffee Talk with Sandra, Rational Times. Chimani might be on later. Everybody's favourite lover of French women, Mitch, should be around. So check them out. Uh, and so, yeah, until next time. Until Monday. And like I said, if we change the format of the show, I'll let you know. When we do it. <laughs> Not before. So, yeah, anyway. All right, have a good weekend. I'll see you next week. God bless. See you next time. Bye-bye.